My mind rebels at stagnation. Give me problems. Give me work. Give me the most abstruse cryptogram or the most intricate analysis, and I am in my own proper atmosphere. But I abhor the dull routine of existence. I crave for mental exaltation. Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Hosted by Dan Mickle and brought to you by Soul Performance Academy. This is the podcast that answers your questions on mental performance training and takes a deeper dive into the world of performance psychology. You can reach us at podcast at properatmosphere.com or across all social media at 717soul. We look forward to hearing from you and now on to the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Proper Atmosphere. I am your host, Dan Mickle, and I am glad that you can join us for this episode, episode 11, entitled, I Don't Want to Do This Anymore. And again, this is the podcast that answers your questions about performance psychology, mental coaching, training, education, and athletic coaching in general. You can reach us at Ask717Soul and hashtag AskDanMickle and across all our social medias at 717Soul and at RealDanMickle. And you can email us at podcast at properatmosphere.com and visit the show website at properatmosphere.com. And now that we got all of that out of the way, I'd like to introduce to you our new show sponsor. We are excited to bring on ICN Athletics. And ICN Athletics makes the extraordinary ordinary through adaptive beach volleyball. Everyone should have the opportunity to enjoy and excel at this sport. And ICN offers the programs and education to make it normal for adapted athletes to play on any court. Help ICN Athletics make beach volleyball court a place for everyone for more information or to make a donation to the 501c3 organization please visit icnathletics.com again it is great to have our new show sponsor icn athletics at icnathletics.com okay so for this week our question comes from jenny in pennsylvania hello jenny awesome to hear from someone in my home state reaching out She states, I've been playing volleyball since I was 10. I love the sport, but I don't think I want to do this anymore. Can you help me figure this out? Jenny, let me start off by saying that it can be really hard to even come to the point where you're asking for help and to sit down and realize that you might be at a point where you don't want to play your sport that you've been doing or actually any activity that you've been doing for a while and thinking it might be time to stop it. I also want to stress the fact that ultimately this will be a very personal decision for you. I can certainly give you some things to look at and things to think about, 
but obviously I can't just tell you what to do. This is something that you are going to have to talk about with yourself, with your parents, with your coaches, um, anyone that's been a stakeholder that you feel might be affected by your decision, you should have some sort of open dialogue with them. And I know that in itself can be stressful. So before we get to it, and a lot of people will right away jump to the thoughts of, well, Jenny, you're probably burned out. And while that probably could be the case, I just want to mention the fact that we also have another side, which is called bore out. And really the difference between bore out and burned out is burnout is usually has a physical collapse or fatigue or exhaustion associated with you just done something so much and you're just completely exhausted. It just runs you. You have no, no motivation at all. You're physically drained and tired and bored out players typically show up physically, but they're mentally checked out. And an easy way to kind of think about it is burnout is overstimulation and bore out is understimulation. So the first thing I would suggest is really sit down and maybe write down why you're feeling this way, you know, maybe in a journal or however, you know, you want to work these thoughts out and decide, am I overstimulated? Meaning just do I have too much going on? Is it too much to try and work the sport? Have I just put too much into it? Or are you having these feelings of not continuing because it's no longer engaging to you? You no longer feel challenged. And that's the bore out side of it. I'm going to hit the bore outside first just because it's a smaller population and it's just slightly different in, in what we work at. But the easiest way, if you feel that you're not getting stimulated, maybe you're going into practice and you don't feel like you're getting better. You're doing the same drills, playing the same games, and you feel like there's no growth. What's the reason for even going to the gym or going to practice if I'm not getting better? Or you end up doing, you know, what we call cyber loafing. You know, you go to practice or you go to um, a game and you're not really engaged in the game. Maybe in between matches or before a game, you're just kind of on your phone scrolling through pictures and, and, and really just not getting engaged and focused on the task at hand or you're, you know, chatting with your teammates or planning other activities. Hey, after practice, we're going to go swimming. And, and those are your focus. Those could all be signs of what we have with bore out. All right. The easiest way for us to fix bore out is to make sure we find tasks that are more interesting to you. So maybe learning a new skill. Um, since you mentioned that you're a volleyball player and obviously my background is volleyball, a good example would be maybe you are a hitter. So maybe you take a few practices and learn how to set or work on defense, something that you normally don't work on a lot and focus on that. And maybe that will give you the motivation and the focus and kind of relight that fire because you've just been getting really bored doing the same thing week after week, month after month, year after year as a hitter. So you need to challenge yourself into something else. That's probably the easiest way to work and cope with being bored out. It's really just a lack of interest or lack of motivation. And it can be tough because it's 
really hard to bring that up to a coach or a parent or a teammate, right? Like, hey, I'm bored at practice because they'll want to say, well, you need to work harder. And it's not really the case of working harder. You just need something more challenging, something that's going to focus you. Hey, coach, I know we're doing this hitting drill. Can I really focus on this specific type of hit only? Because that's what's going to keep me engaged. You know, and kind of work and talk those processes out and, you know, see how you and the coach can come to developing a practice plan or curriculum that's going to be more challenging for you specifically and not take away from what they want to work on in the whole team concept or what vision they have. You should be able to work hand in hand with that. So that's how we, how we deal and talk about with, with bore out. Just remember boredom, bore out. All right. Now let's get into the bigger chunk, which is burnout. And if you feel that you have just been overstimulated with trying to do, you know, skill one, skill two, skill three, all these different skills and remembering all this, and you've just done it for so long, there is a chance that you are burned out and that's okay. It stinks that you're at that point, but it doesn't mean it's the end of the road. It doesn't mean it's the end of you as a person. Um, in a social aspect, in an athletic, it doesn't even mean that it's the end of you as a volleyball player. It just means that as you exist now as that volleyball player, we need to change that. Your path needs to change. And it could be any number of things. It could be stepping away from the game, changing up how you approach the game, maybe switching teams. There's a lot of things that can help with burnout. But one of the biggest characteristics that we have with burnout is there is a high level of fatigue. Our emotions are basically blunted and we have reduced performance. So that's where we have to look at first. Are you fatigued? Is it tough for you to get up physically, not mentally, but physically for practice and matches every time? Are your emotions blunted? So mentally, is it hard to get up? Do you have lack of motivation or your decision-making? And then finally, is your performance going down? Are your statistics showing that you're just not playing as well? If you check off all those boxes, chances are that, yeah, you're, you're, you're fully into the burnout phases of, of your career and what's going on. And again, it doesn't mean it's the end of anything. It just means that some changes need to be made. And players that are in the process of developing burnout experience negative symptoms both physically and mentally. Now, it doesn't mean that you have to have one and the other, but traditionally that you're going to have both of those components. So if you're just having the mental component, check and see it might be bore out versus burnout. But if you're having both physical and mental fatigue, then that is going to be something that you want to look at um, in a burnout sense. And the problem with burnout as it's very personal to you because you're going through it, but your burnout affects everyone around you. It affects your teammates. It affects your coaches. It affects the whole organization because people that are depending on you might be getting let down by lack of performance or a change in attitude. And that's something that we also have to be, you know, really aware of is how is my burnout 
affecting others. It's great to say, hey, I'm going to try and use my grit and grind through this burnout and get through it. But you have to realize that that your burnout is probably affecting those people around you. So what is burnout or, you know, how, how can we relate to burnout? And, and one of the big things that I have to point out, one of the biggest myths that we come across is your results are not an indicator of pending burnout. Meaning teams that are teams or players that are performing poorly don't have a burnout rate different than those that are successful. So being on a bad run or a bad team for a season isn't automatically going to put you at a higher rate for burnout. Just as having a great season and playing well doesn't mean that you're not going to burn have burnout. All right. So if you're going to take one thing away on the burnout side of this episode, it's we need to stress that excellent results is no guarantee for a high level of wellness. Great performing teams have the same mental issues and mental struggles as poorly performing teams. It's just a lot easier to point it out when the results aren't there. And one of the things that we want to talk about is the self-determination theory. And that is basically a theory on motivation and personal development and wellness. And it focuses on the different types of motivation, not the level of motivations. And that's a key point. We're talking about the styles and the quality of motivation, not the quantity of motivation. So when we have autonomous motivation or intrinsic motivation, the motivation that comes from inside of us, that's just automatically generated by us. That's the highest quality of motivation that we can have. And then we have extrinsic or controlled motivation. You know, a coach or parents or other teammates doing something to help motivate us. It doesn't come internally, but it's an outside and that's a low quality of motivation. And then we have a motivation, which is the actual lack of motivation. And the different forms of motivation will vary degree, you know, from degree to degree, but they will help predict the level of performance and wellness. The higher we have in autonomous or intrinsic motivation, the motivation coming from inside of us, our self-motivation is going to lead us to better wellness and better mental health as a player and a person. So the self-determination theory stresses that the quality of motivation is affected by the social environment. So that means the better people that we surround us, the better programs that we surround us helps with our motivation levels and our quality of motivation. When we surround ourselves by good people, good coaches, good programs, we typically have better internal motivation, which is a higher quality, which means it's going to help us have better wellness. Social environments providing support for basic psych psychological needs, just like feeling accomplished, having strong social ties, are all going to lead to that intrinsic motivation. If you are just going into the gym, practicing and leaving, you are not going to have the same motivation if you're going into that gym and feel supported by your coach, feel a part of the community with your teammates. And it's going to 
promote that autonomous motivation more, right? So it's not just about team building because we want to team build. Like everyone talks about team building. We're going to do these team building exercises. But really what it comes down to is we want to do them because it's going to help a social aspect of the program that's going to increase your motivation. I internally will work harder because of the people around me. Not because they're forcing me to get better, but because internally I want to help them. I want them to succeed as much as I want to succeed. So my intrinsic motivation goes up. And that all leads back to a a big concept that the social environments that provide support for your basic psychological needs are likely to foster intrinsic motivation better. So when we're looking at burnout and why we might be having burnout, the first thing we need to look at is the environment. What is the environment around me? So Jenny, what is the environment around you on that team? What are your teammates like? What are your coaches like? What's the organization like? And remember, burnout is not dependent on success. So it doesn't matter. I mean, obviously wins and losses affect us mentally and emotionally, but that's not really what leads to the burnout. We can have burnout when we're really successful and we can have burnout when we're at our lowest. But the key really to all of this is the social environment that's around you. And, and we'll circle back and talk about that when we, when we talk about fixing it. But what are the signs of burnout? So what's the difference of just getting frustrated versus actually getting burned out? So some of the signs are <clears throat> every single curveball you're thrown is a major crisis. If changing your practice schedule or your game schedule or something had to change at the last minute because maybe another player is going to be sick. If that turns into a major crisis and you can't get over that, that can be a warning sign that you're, you're approaching that burnout stage. If you can't recharge or relax at all, if you're constantly going home from practice and matches and, and you can't sleep, you can't relax, you can't you know, do other hobbies because it's just so consuming you, you're probably reaching the burnout. Maybe you're feeling disengaged. You no longer feel like you're part of the team or wanted by the organization. Cynicism is your normal reaction. You automatically just think the bad, mention the bad, Negative self-talk, everything starts to become the normal. And if you start becoming focused on perfection, those are all the signs that you could be starting to head into that burnout zone. And they may not all happen at the same time. But that's what we have to start looking at. And this why this is why it goes back to me that journaling, especially for youth athletes, is so important. Because it might be one week where you can't recharge or relax. And then the next week it gets a little bit better, but all of a sudden you're feeling disengaged or you know, you're having all these crises that are being kind of self-created because you can't manage with little changes. It may not seem like they're related because there's some time between them, but they really are. And it's your mind telling you, hey, something's going on here and we need to pay attention to it. 
So how do we cope with it? And with anything that we talk about with the mind and the body and mental performance, there's not always one right or wrong answer. The steps and methods that work for you might be different than the steps and methods that work with someone else. But the key is you need to first recognize what's going on and then begin to work on it. But the very first thing that you need to do, and and Jenny, this is my suggestion for you specifically with your question is, look at what your local community and social environment is. And, And by that, and local community. I don't mean where you live and that location. I mean your local community of your team and the people that you interact with in your club or your organization on a regular basis. Are you surrounded by people that support you, support your growth and support your efforts? Or are you just a number or a member on the team trying to help the whole team as a process? And how can you adapt and change that environment and your community to better serve you? Maybe that means engaging your teammates more and asking them for peer help. Hey, what do you see when I'm doing this? Or, hey, can you push me a little bit more? Or maybe it means going to the coach and getting clear-cut goals and expectations of what they want and talk about what you're looking for. Because a lot of the times you start to have those disconnects and those struggles with your coach, because what you want and what they want may not be on the same page, or at least you think they're not on the same page. You know, how many times have you wanted to do a skill, maybe hit the ball a certain way, and you're like, well, coach doesn't want me to do that. It's possible the coach doesn't want you to do that, but it's also possible the coach meant specifically in a certain instance, I don't want you to do that, and you misunderstood. So we have to have that communication with our coaches about, what's expected and what's going on. But that's step one. So Jenny, look at your team, look at your coaches, look at your club and see, are they supporting your efforts and how are they supporting their efforts? And if they're not, how can you maybe adjust that? How can you get your team, your coaches, your clubs to help you? Maybe you need more from the club or the organization helping you find a college or helping you with your goals of getting in better shape. So you don't feel like that you're going through it alone. So that's process one. Step or process two is make time for relaxation and stepping away from your activity. So Jenny, book time in your calendar to relax. And I mean, seriously, book time. If you have a planner, which you should, because everyone should have a planner. Right in there, 1 to 2 p.m. Saturday, free time. One, it gives you something to work towards. Hey, I know at 1 o'clock I get to check out for an hour and I'm going to go hiking or I'm going to go biting or I'm just going to listen to music or I'm going to visit my friends. But I have something to work towards. Plus, it won't get pushed aside because a lot of times we have a, you know what, I'm going to meditate. I'm going to do some mindful breathing. But then we're late running in practice And we want to get extra rep in. So we push that aside and then we never get to it. So we intend to, and we want to, but we never actually get to it. Don't just say you'll get to it, schedule it and get to it. Make time for yourself. Step three, find outside interests. 
Find something outside of your sport or your work or your activity that you're passionate about that's challenging and engaging and gets you going. If you like to game, video game. If you like to write poetry, write poetry. Put some time into it. Don't make that always take the back seat to the activity or the sport that you feel is causing you the burnout. Don't be afraid to focus on another activity. Step four is unplug your life. There are a lot of great things about technology. It helps us with time management. It helps us research. There's apps for everything. But it can also let outside things start to seep into your training time or your volleyball time, which used to be your safe space, right? You used to go to practice to get away from everything. Technology is letting that kind of seep back into us. So set boundaries and just turn off your phones. Just maybe at dinner, turn it off. Just shut it down, turn it off, turn the phone upside down at dinner and give yourself that hour without any technology. Step five is probably the one I think youth athletes have the worst part, and that is get enough sleep. Recovering from stress and burnout requires removing and, redu and reducing the demands of your day, and you, can, you need to do that through sleep. It's one of the best ways to obviously recover. If you're feeling tired, take a nap. Don't be worried that someone's going to think you're lazy. It's okay. Take that quick nap. Get some really good sleep. And that's how you can focus on your recovery. Again, you can schedule it and do it that way. Or you can just, you know, hopefully do it when it happens. But you have to make sure that you are getting adequate and enough sleep every night. Especially when you're in competition season. Make sure that you're getting that recovery in there. Step six, I was just getting organized. We already talked about journaling and getting an organizer. But sometimes a lot of the stress that we have is the unknown or the progress. We don't know what's coming up. So that bothers us. and We spend all our time thinking about it. Or it's because we don't journal and write down and we don't see our progress. We don't see us getting better as a player. So we start to just get burned out thinking about it all and how I'm going to get better and I'm, I don't feel like I'm getting better and everything's going wrong and I don't have enough time to do this and I don't have enough time to go to practice and do my schoolwork. But the truth is you probably do. You just need to organize it and make sure you have that time and how you're going to do it. So get a planner, get organized. Step seven, stay attuned to your body. Your body will start to tell you when you're approaching burnout. With the fatigue, maybe you get more headaches, stiff neck, upset stomachs. The human body is really good at telling you when you need to stop something. Unfortunately, our culture is really good at ignoring it. So when you start to have those headaches or you just start to feel fatigued, it is your body telling you something is not right. Listen to it. Take those breaks. Look at those strategies that we talked about. Unplug your life. Get some sleep. Focus on photography or poetry or something else outside of your sport. 
but your body will tell you when you're reaching this. And then finally, if you're at that point, know when to say when. Maybe it is time. Maybe you have thought about all these and maybe you have worked through all of this. And you just can't seem to continue. It's okay. Sometimes we have to walk away from things that we love to take a break. Hopefully you'll come back to it. But maybe you just do need to take that break to reheal. And anyone that doesn't understand that may not have your best interests at heart. Sure, they might be disappointed, they might be sad, but ultimately your mental and physical health matters more than any of that. And that goes back to make sure that you're surrounding yourself by people that feel that way, that people care about you as the person, Jenny, more than Jenny, the volleyball player. All right, so to recap that, Some of the causes that we have for burnout are just lack of support, lack of organization, or low motivation levels. And some of the warning signs of burnout are we become disengaged, we get sick, we have mood swings, we're focused on perfection. And burnout can affect both physical and mental aspects. And we talked about the eight methods of coping with it, reshape your personal community and the people around you, schedule relaxation, create a life outside of you as the volleyball player with outside interests, unplug yourself from technology in the world, get sleep, get organized, stay attuned to your body and know when to say no and be able to walk away from it. So Jenny, I, I hope this helps in the sense of you have some things to think about and things to look at. And again, I can't tell you if it's time for you to walk away. I don't know what stages you're at, but I think you have enough information now to go back and look at. Do I need to change how my organization is? Do I need to change the people around me? Do I need to change the scenery? Am I overcomplicating things? And then you could take those next steps. Maybe you go into more mind, mindful training versus walking away, walking away, will hopefully will be the last step that you would take if needed. But there are a lot of options in between here and there that you should be able to work on and just get a better sense of what's going on. And don't forget, we opened up with being bored out. So make sure what you're thinking is not just the lack of a challenge or you're not being pushed hard enough or it, Sport has just got boring for you. Then you can train, change your training methods and how you do things versus looking at your environment and the people around you and walking away from the sport. So step one, Jenny, is really think about, am I burned out or am I bored out? And go from there on how you want to treat and go through the process. All right. I hope that helps you out, Jenny. Please keep in contact. Let us know how it's going. I would love to you know, continue this story and see how things go. 
I am your host, Dan Mickle, and I appreciate you taking the time out of your busy day to listen to our podcast, The Proper Atmosphere, where we answer your questions about mental performance, education, training, coaching, all that great stuff. You can reach us at podcast at proper atmosphere. Visit the website, properatmosphere.com. Use the hashtags Ask717Soul or Ask Dan Mickle across all social media at 717Soul and at Real Dan Mickle. And I look forward to our episode next week, episode 12. I'm not telling you the concept of the title yet. Please make sure you like, share, promote this podcast. I would love to see this get more traction and help more people, especially those youth that are struggling in such times of, you know, mental wellness and mental health. And we really need to spread this word. And I hope that this podcast can bring a little bit of light and peace to someone out there that may be struggling. And again, special shout out to our new show sponsor, ICN Athletics, who make Extraordinary Ordinary through Adaptive Beach Volleyball. Check out their website at icnathletics.com. And all that information will be in the show notes. But again, thank you. Much love, have a great day, and remember, don't suck. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Proper Atmosphere, hosted by Dan Mickle and presented by Soul Performance Academy. Please send all your questions, comments, or inquiries to podcast at properatmosphere.com or reach out to us across all social media at 717soul. We look forward to answering your questions in future episodes. And remember, you can listen to The Proper Atmosphere on any popular podcast service such as Google Play, iTunes, Pandora, and Spotify. Thank you and have a great day.